Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to the Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. The Singapore government's recently launched an electric vehicle common charger grant to build up charging infrastructure in residential areas, with electric vehicles making up 1.3% of new car taxi bus registrations in first half of 2021. The accelerated speed of EV uptake in Singapore proves the urgent need for Singapore to quickly adapt infrastructures and operational processes to scale up and integrate EV charges among the vicinities we all frequent. To talk more about this, we are joined on the phone by Kumail Rashid, e-mobility division lead for Asia-Pacific at ABB. Kumail, welcome to the show. Hello, good afternoon. Great to have you. Now, why don't you tell us what this recently launched electric vehicle common charger grant means towards the targets outlined by the Ministry of Transport earlier this year? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, if you just, you know, talking amongst friends and everybody else, you start to hear a little bit more about electric vehicles and the adoption in Singapore. It's definitely happening. So I think this is a a brilliant initiative by the government where uh, they're incentivizing providing charging infrastructure. We know that the government has already announced that they're targeting something like 60,000 charging points by 2030. um, And to incentivize this infrastructure, uh, this is happening right now with the common grant, the charger grant. And um, if you have a look at something, what's happening in similar regions, or at least in New Zealand, for example, there is a little bit of a clean car discount, which happened as well. It's an incentive to increase the adoption on e-mobility. That recently had some huge success in July, where four times the amount of electric vehicles were purchased compared to the previous month. So this is just an incentive to to, to get things kick-started, and, and I think it's a great initiative. All right. Now, ABB has business interests in quite a few things. Electrification products, robotics in motion, industrial automation, and power grid. So you know something about what we're talking about right now quite a lot actually (laughs) let's zoom in on electrification and talk about singapore's ev charging landscape and the need to cater to more charging stations first within private residences what kind of timelines are we realistically looking at to meet this growing demand yeah i think we have to be practical um it's not going to happen obviously overnight However, a lot of work has already been done. Uh, like you mentioned, ABB, we've had the pleasure of being in this industry already. Uh, if you have a look at some of the infrastructure that's already installed, there's, there's more than 200 charging points already in Singapore. So in terms of timeline, I, I think 2030 is very comfortable from what's been targeted from the government side. Uh, but I really expect things to start taking off within a couple of years as well. The grant, for example, that we're speaking about, it's a first-in, first-served type of scenario where people need to come in and, and get the infrastructure going or up until December 20. 2023. And I think we'll run out much before then. So yeah, this is is just around the corner. It's happening right now. All right. Now, one of the challenges for someone considering uh, buying an EV and a lot of people, a lot more people are considering buying EVs because even the car makers are now starting to say, we're going to stop bringing combustion engine cars. Mm -hmm. Now, it's, it's a bit of a chicken and egg. If I buy a car but uh, there isn't a charging point nearby. My condo is an older condo. It doesn't have charging points yet. That proves to be a challenge. So how do we encourage people to buy more EVs now? Uh, and how do we ramp up that infrastructure to support this 
this more interest in buying, this greater interest in buying? Yeah, it's a good question. I think Singapore already inclines towards innovative innovative solutions. Uh, electric vehicles is, is just one of them. And uh, it's going to, not again, not happen overnight. But we do need to be aware of what's going on, provide a little bit more infrastructure, make it more convenient. Uh, previously, I used to start a lot of discussions uh, with friends and colleagues to say that, you know, convince them that this is happening. But like you mentioned, the car makers themselves are coming out with these announcements that, look, we're going to stop producing the internal combustion engine vehicles. So the adoption is already happening at started. Uh, we do need to facilitate. There's definitely some challenges. We do need to make it more convenient, um, but already the, the, the availability of cars is there already. And um, now you don't need to you know, buy a hugely expensive electric vehicle to, 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 to join the movement. Uh, something much more practical is, is definitely available already. All right. Now, do you think it's possible for Singapore to fully integrate EVs into our daily lives? Oh, absolutely. Um, like I mentioned, I think Singapore has a natural affinity towards new technology. <laughs> Electric vehicles are, are extremely fun to drive. Um, I highly recommend people to, to get in one and do, and do a test drive. I think an electric vehicle right now today is, is just a, a step towards what's coming. If you have a look at autonomous side of things as well, I think we love the idea of being able to sit in public transport that drives itself. For people who still want to have private vehicle ownership, you know, maybe in future you can press it on your app and, and, a, and a vehicle comes to you, pick you up autonomously, goes to your <laughs> destination. I don't so, want that. Think, <laughs> well, you have the option, you know, I'm sure you'll be able to change it to manual mode if you like, but uh, Evie's going to facilitate everything. I don't want. I am not looking forward to autonomous driven cars because I love driving. Yeah, yeah, and you'll still have that ability to do so if if you're able to take an EV onto a racetrack or something like that. Uh, you will further your love for driving. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Singapore, and, and let's talk about it from the perspective of the government. The government is is all in for this mm. because we need to be. We need to meet some mm. of our. Paris Agreement targets. We need to be practical about land use and our climate, all of that stuff. Singaporeans, on the other hand, might be a little bit slower on the uptick. EVs right now, they're a little bit more expensive than petrol combustion engines. So what do we need to do to successfully transition towards this sustainable e-mobility that we're all talking about? Uh, Honestly speaking, I think probably just a couple of things. One is is probably the awareness. Um, we need to show that electric vehicles is, is, is a viable possibility for people. Um, there's still a little bit of education that needs to happen on that, on that front. Uh, we need to show that an EV today is not what people think it was. Um, and, and maybe, you know, we have, for example, the Toyota Priuses, um, which came out a long time ago, and people had that kind of mentality. But no, EVs today are powerful. They, they, they have, um, they're fun to drive. So one is, one is mentality, I think, that, that shows that it is possible to own an EV and, and make it meet our needs. I think the second thing you touched upon it earlier as well is, is probably the lack of EV charging points. Um, like I mentioned, we do already ourselves with, with the likes of um, Singapore Power and Shell who are already making announcements and rolling out a lot of charges. We ourselves have more than 200 charging points already on the island. So that needs to continue because we do need to make it convenient for people. You mentioned about the public housing. Sometimes it's not always convenient to be able to charge overnight at your place of residence. So yes, we need to make uh, infrastructure publicly available and, and, and convenient. All right, let's talk about those people who live in public housing, HDB as we know it. This does present a challenge. I mean, if I'm going to buy an EV, I want to be able to drive home, park my car in the parking lot next to my 
building or downstairs of my building, what have you, mm. and charge my car while I'm home. But mm. uh, that's not currently the case. So how do we ensure adequate charging solutions for the people in public housing? Hmm. I think, first of all, we need to provide some kind of slow charging options in these public places. So so the, the target, the 60,000 target by the government, mm-hmm. um, this, this grant is all already going to help. What we also need to realize is that the technology already exists today. So before, you know, four or five years ago, you were buying an EV that could only do 100 kilometers um, before you needed to recharge it. Today, that's already 450, 500 kilometers. So, so already you're able to only have to charge it maybe once a week, if that. The second thing is the, the charging time. Yes, maybe in Singapore we have a unique challenge where we can't always charge overnight, but um, the charging speeds have become better for public charging. So you could go in there to a public charging station, only spend 10, 15 minutes today, and you'll get 300, 400 kilometers worth of range. So, so that helps quite considerably, I think. That is true, though. Um, when, when I started test driving uh, electric vehicles, the uh, range was actually quite small. Mm-hmm. Now the range is, you're right, quite a long ways. I could drive around Singapore a couple of times before I needed mm-hmm. to charge the car again. <laughs> so true. range anxiety is kind of removed, especially if you're talking about exclusively urban driving within Singapore. Mm-hmm. So could you help us understand what infrastructure and operational processes need to be adapted to accelerate our adoption of EVs? I think one on the infrastructure is to to make it convenient, right? So mm. yes, you want to drive around Singapore, but you also want to make it along along the way type of thing. Right. Uh, you don't want to go out of your way. From an operational perspective, I think Singapore has done a brilliant job from a standards perspective. Uh, if you have a look at when Singapore was first releasing standards on the electric vehicle charging side, that was all the way back in 2010. So there's, there's a long way that they've already come along. And to continue on that side of things, I think is important because specifically when we're looking at these faster, bigger, better type of scenarios, you know, you want to be able to charge in five minutes, then it's important that we keep with that uh, innovative business environment that Singapore really kind of advocates for and, and continue along that trend. And and if we manage to keep spending time in this, then then, then yes, we'll, we'll overcome those challenges as well. All right. Now, that 60,000 charging points target, is that, a, is that a first target or is that a final target? Is that going to be enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, it's already a revised target upwards, so that's that's already good. And I think it's not going to be enough. Um, yes, we will, at the end of the day, if you consider, okay, we do have private and public housing living in apartment complexes, but if you think about it, every car park space can become a charging point, right? Uh, any time you're not using your vehicle, you want to be able to charge it and pop it up, similar to what we do with our phones these days. You know, we sit at our work desks, okay, you plug it in. You're sitting in your car, you might want to plug it in. So where it's convenient, we'll do that. So I think targets are, are, are just the beginning. Um, at the end of the day, we're going to have 100% adoption, and, and I firmly believe that. All right. Now, you said EVs are fun to drive. Mm. And just before I let you go, I'm going to ask you, which is the funnest EV you've driven to date? Well, I've had the... Um, uh, I don't know, this is a public course, so I have to be very careful. <laughs> um, but I've had the pleasure of, of recently being or driving a, a Porsche Taycan. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, wow, it's definitely outside of my price bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's, if, if it's fun as the criteria, then absolutely. Uh, the acceleration is, is amazing. Um, but if you look at, you know, something a little bit more uh, reasonable, like the Ionic, the high-end Ionic, brilliant. 
you know, it's it, it's 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 amazing. And and the best way to get adoption is to just get people to test drive and and change their mentality and the perception. And and I think we need to get you back into an EV or, or get get you into an EV as well as an advocate. Oh, I've had many many EVs actually. Most recently, I tried the Audi e-tron. I thought that was pretty oh, brilliant. brilliant. I thought, it, yeah, it was a great car. A bit big though. <laughs> For, for Singapore, maybe a little bit big, but it was it was a lovely, lovely drive. Oh, that's excellent. Yes, um, I think um, when it comes down to what people realize, that they will never go back to driving an internal combustion engine. You know, you've got to fill up the smelly petrol, you've got to get into the bumps and whatnot, the, the handling. Oh, yes, EVs of the future, definitely. Well, which, you know, the thing with EVs is, okay, there is a question of... The climate. There also mm. is a question of price. Now, as we talk about infrastructure, let's look. Let's. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. How long <laughs> before EVs are comparable in price and comparable mm. in a range of products for mm. car for potential car buyers? Because mm. right now they're yeah, all coming at a premium price. You're right. You're right. And and if we be practical about it, this is one of the biggest issues right now. Uh, the upfront cost of an EV is is quite considerable compared mm-hmm. to a, a let's say it's equivalent. Um, but if you have a look at the total cost of ownership, right, we're saving on petrol, we're saving on maintenance considerably. So over the life, I, I think already if you do your calculations, an EV is better in some cases, right, depending on how much you're driving. In terms of the upfront cost and the purchase price of the vehicle, we talk about cost parity mm-hmm. when the electric vehicles will become equivalent. Some estimates are as early as 2025. You know, the cost of the, the batteries are coming down uh, significantly. It's becoming much, much more viable. So yeah, I think that's around the corner as well. And, and as soon as that happens, and people start saying, hey, I can get an EV for the same, then we'll really see widespread adoption. Right. Okay. This has actually been a fun conversation. We've been speaking mm-hmm. with Kumail Rashid, e-mobility division lead for Asia Pacific at ABB. Kumail, thank you so much for the time and the information. Thanks, Clarissa. I appreciate it. I'm Clarissa Monter for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.